Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's an emergency episode here uh, on a Friday afternoon. Uh, Dion Broomfield, former Cyclone Dion Broomfield, was hired this morning as they announced as the new safeties coach at Iowa State, taking over for DK McDonald, who was an original member of the of Matt Campbell's staff in Ames. He took a new job with the Philadelphia Eagles earlier this week. Another Matt Campbell has turned to one of the better Cyclone defensive backs of the last uh, 10 years or so in uh, in Coach Broomfield. So who better to bring on uh, to talk about Dion, Dion Broomfield than Dion Broomfield's former teammate at Iowa State? That is uh, Mr. Jeff Woody, who is driving in his Chevy Colorado right now. I have no idea where he's going. He could be going uh, anywhere uh, that's possibly conceivable, but uh, I know that he is currently on the move. Uh, yeah, the uh, Carl Chevrolet Chevy Colorado 2018 black with Apple CarPlay, wonderful. Uh, no, so it's cool to see that Dion got, like Dion got a job at Iowa State, and I think like there's a bunch of just fun little like layers to this. The first is uh, Dion's just a good person, like he's a good human being, and he's just he's one of those people that like when you're in a room with them, um, you can like you feel like he also wants you in that room. Like it's it, you don't feel like you are. Um, you know, I, you, he's above the conversation, no matter who is in the room. Um, and I think part, like part and parcel with that is if you're a really good communicator and you really kind of understand that, and you're just able to know what you're talking about, you're going to become a really good coach because you can meet people where they are. Like if a person needs to get kind of yelled at to be motivated, then you can do that. If a person needs to kind of not, I don't want to say coddled in a bad way, but like, Hey, this is what we're expecting out of you. You know, if you're able to be a good communicator and do both those things and know what you're talking about, you're just bound to be a good coach. And so it's not surprising that Dion has kind of got gone up the ladder as fast as he has, which which we can get to in a second. The other thing is, if you could recruit to your alma mater, wouldn't you recruit really well to your alma mater? Because you went there, you enjoyed your time there, and now you've come back to coach there. So that's a really powerful recruiting tool that you can – that he can go into a place and say like, no, this is, you believe it to your bones that this is something that you should come also experience. So that is just a lot of really cool layers and, and good for Dion. Good dude. For sure, man. And I mean, it's, it's, it, you mentioned how quickly he's risen, um, you know, into this position uh, for the last three seasons, he was the cornerbacks coach at Indiana state had a, an all Missouri Valley conference performer, a guy that uh, was ninth nationally in forced fumbles uh, at, at least one time. And then was the cornerbacks coach at Western Illinois in 2016 and the safeties coach at Carthage college in Wisconsin back in 2015. So this has just been like, and then he and then he spent a season as a defensive assistant in 2020 uh, with the Houston Texans. So like he's got a pretty solid coaching resume for the fact that he. I mean, he only got out of college, you know, eight years ago, and now is uh, he's really you know put in a lot of work with a, a lot of places and some you know in some pretty high high leverage situations. Well, and I think that's a that's a testament to to Dion himself. Because uh, he's he went he and I were in the same graduating class, or same high school class, same recruiting class, all five years. 
Um, but I think that's also a testament to the coaches that he had, which is, I mean, Paul Rhodes is a defensive backs coach. Like at his core, he's a defensive backs coach. Then you have guys like Bobby Elliott, you know, rest in peace, God rest his soul. But then you have, you know, Troy Douglas as the guys that were his coaches. Chris Ash was, was his coach for a year. And so like you have these really quality coaches uh, to learn from a bunch of different plays. I mean, you have Paul Rhodes, Chris Ash, Bobby Elliott, and Troy Douglas are the four guys that could not be more different. But you, they're all really intelligent in how they go about doing it. So you can pull pieces from each one of them. And then, you know, the guys that he's worked with professionally, uh, you know, I, I couldn't toss that list out. But um, just the way that you can kind of just work with and learn from everyone about how to become better at what He's, again, just in, in bringing up the fact he's a good dude, another thing that, like, is sort of indicative of someone who you just naturally respect is someone who doesn't get in their own way by saying, I'm too smart to learn this, where he, Dion's always a, has always been a guy saying, all right, I'm gonna, I need to learn more about this, and I have a way of doing it, but a coach says I should try it this way, so I'll give it a shot, and, like, then incorporates lessons that he's just consistently, so... He's a guy that's not too proud to learn, but is confident enough to teach. And I think the other cool thing is just that, you know, this is a further or another, you know, step for Coach Campbell where he has, you know, when they've had people leave the program, they'd, they've not been afraid to go and, you know, put guys in positions that, you know, are young, uh, played relatively recently and, um, you know, put them in a position that maybe they've never been before where, you know, you think about a guy like Nate Shieldhouse and all the uh, responsibilities that he's been able to gain. Jeff Myers, obviously another one the, yep. when he was hired as the offensive line coach. And now Dion, I mean, that's – you just see how young this staff is. And, like, they're all charismatic guys, you know. And it's there's this cool mix of where you've got the, you know, the veterans like uh, like a Coach Haycock and a Eli Rashid, a Tyson Vite. Uh, you know, Tom Manning and then everybody else is like, they're these young dudes that are hungry and just like trying to, you know, prove themselves and work their way through the, the business. Yeah. And, and I think it's another, it's also a really good compliment because every level of this defense is different than what most people have probably implemented before. Like I bet Dion is, has not coached this style defense. I would imagine just because it is different than 99% of defenses run, whether it's a two-high safety or even a three-high safety, the, the way that this is performed is more multiple and more kind of out in the clouds of how you're going to be operating it. So he's going to have to kind of crash course learn, but it's also a compliment to say, like, we don't need someone that's done this exact scheme. We need a smart guy who's charismatic can connect with people and learn. And then, who again, who better to learn from? I think last year, because it wasn't interim coach for the Texans, Romeo Cornell, yeah. So you have Romeo Cornell, who's a pioneer in defense in his own right, back in however long he's been doing it. And now you get to learn from John Haycock. So understanding it like we got a young, like you're talking about, like another Nate Shieldhouse, another Myers that's like a, a guy who's hungry, young, willing to learn, understands that in order to do this right, I have to take the lessons from the people around me. And then I'm just going to apply that with a ton of enthusiasm. Right. And I mean, he obviously has a pretty good group to work with as well. Uh, when you consider Aisheen Young, Greg Eisworth, and some of the other guys that are coming back in that safeties room, like 
I, you don't imagine that being in any way a, a struggle. Like he doesn't have to come in and build the, that group up or anything like that. Like shoot those guys. I mean, Greg Eisworth could probably teach Dion Broomfield the defense, you know, with how much yeah. played yeah. in it at this point. Yeah. So you have, and he's, he's the safeties coach. So there is also a cornerbacks coach and Haycock is generally stays with the defensive backfield. So like, well, he'll float around. The defensive coordinator is going to float around, but like, you have multiple layers of there's not going to be too much responsibility on him right away if he's not comfortable with it. But the more he learns, the more he's able to kind of stand on his own two feet, uh, the more the other guys can kind of, you know, go back to when DK McDonald was there, like kind of go back to doing what they're doing. But there's enough bandwidth right now to at least while he's learning, while he's trying to get into the, the system, kind of hop in. But talking about kind of what the – the lay of the land is with jo- the job 50% of being a college coach is recruiting and Dion could probably teach a few people on the staff about how to recruit to Iowa state, even though, you know, they've done it and done it really well. But like, what did he receive as a player 10 years ago, 12 years ago that brought him to Iowa state? So things that are continuing to become like where his passion comes from. So recruiting, he's going to be, right out the gate like he doesn't have to learn about the history of the university or you know the history of jack trice or whatever because that stuff he already knows he already that's already part of them so the recruiting where recruiting and spring ball are what is going on in this time of year right and it'll be I mean, I, I'm sure it will be cool for him to come back and, and knowing all of those things that drew him to Iowa State in the past but like how much better now things are than they were then you look at what Jack Trice stadium looks like. You look at the sports performance center that they're going to have. Like you have all of those things that would have attracted someone like him from Florida to come and play football in Ames, Iowa. And now you have like all this other stuff that puts you up there, uh, you know, in, in line with some of the better programs in college football. Like that's, what's going to be so cool about it you know it's like you can not only sell the fact that like you can sell like man i came here when we didn't have shit you know and now we've got everything and like that's what i think is going to be it would be fun for him i i would imagine yeah i would imagine yeah it's sort of like you uh you know your your parents get a new car and then you just you're still driving this old beater and all of a sudden you go off to college and you're like all right uh here's the brand new car that uh, that i was using so like you still want to go home but now you while you're home you get to use the nicer stuff that you didn't have before. So it's still, yeah, the passion that he has for the university now can, like you're talking about, get translated into like all these new bells and whistles and fun stuff that like makes Iowa state a genuine destination to go to. Absolutely. All right, man, you got anything else to add? This was going to be a, a short one just to, to give some quick reaction, but if you've got anything else you want just to throw a out fart. there. Yeah, just a just short, just fart. a little fart today, a popcorn fart. Um, a popcorn fart. Just, uh, so, no, the thing that – it's just cool to see people my age now getting jobs, that, you know, people that I know now getting jobs in the, the places, like a former roommate of mine an offensive coordinator at a, a Division two school. You have another one of my – or a friend of mine's a division – or an offensive line coach at uh, a Sunbelt school. Like, it's fun to see kind of my generation of players and guys that, that I was friends with, played with, um, get to be coaches – because now as the, the things that were cutting edge when I was in school back in the day, you know, the Chip Kelly offenses, the Lincoln Riley offenses, Bob Stoops offenses, those are now kind of become 
the norm. And so being ha- having guys that played it and, and can understand what was good and what was bad about it now allows people, allows just the general flow of college football across the board to you know, to be revamped at a faster rate to understand where the weaknesses in these different schemes are. So it's kind of fun to see the evolution and like the next generation of coaches starting to get their place. Uh, does it make you feel bad that all those other guys are doing these cool things and then you're doing a podcast with me? Uh, I always feel bad about doing a podcast with you. Just every time I, I get in the microphone, I'm like, damn it. I have to do this again with Jared again. <sighs> it's Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt at all. I, I don't take it personally. Uh, it, just, it doesn't hurt. Oh, it doesn't. I'm fine. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. I'm sure there'll be something else that'll happen that will uh, require our immediate attention at some point here in the next several weeks. An emergency fart. You An emergency very fart. Very quickly get a hold. That's, uh, you weren't sure if this could happen, what the intensity of the fart was going to be. You weren't you just you rolled the dice. You rolled the dice on a fart. A quick little fart. Safe. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh we'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs> Peace.